this is the Pie Boy Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Pie Boy Podcast. It's Sparky. And uh, this is episode 38. And it's called The Lawnmower and the Hot Glue Gun. And the song choice for this episode is a song by Weezer. My name is Jonas. And some people might know it from Guitar Hero. I know my roommate and friend in college, the College of the Siskiyous, played it on Guitar Hero a lot. And on I think he beat it on Expert. I don't know. That might not mean a lot unless you're a nerd. But the song, I remember hearing this song. That's kind of why I chose this in this time period of second and third grade, grade school, elementary. There was all alternative rock and it spoke to me. I remember listening to 94 7 and yeah, I was in grade school. I hadn't had a lot of life experiences, but the ones I had were a lot more advanced. They're over my head. I was having experiences that little kids shouldn't grown up way too fast in certain ways. And Weezer kind of spoke to this kind of sad stuff, but also finding, like, I always thought of Weezer being positive too, like finding some kind of silver lining in your situation and enjoying the muck and the journey through it and all that kind of stuff, which takes a while to get there. And I don't think I knew that as a kid, but like I just knew it spoke to some kind of energies. I felt some kind of energies that were familiar. And I don't know, it talks about his grandma, like having tea that just like grandma made and something else. And it makes me think of my grandma. And I talk about my grandma in the story. And yeah, I remember listening to this song down in my mom's basement at our second house that we lived in Tillamook across from grandma and grandpa's house or where she still lives and hearing it by myself in the basement and just being blown away because my mom had a pretty killer system and she had left it on went out in the yard or something and I was down there just like whoa Weezer and I always stuck in my head and later got my hands on CDs and downloads and YouTube videos and all kinds of stuff. I love Weezer. As I've gotten older, even more. And they're still alive and kicking. Been around. It was a long time ago to think about that. It's like 25, 26 years ago or more that these memories, the stories I'm telling you are from, but also the music that's helping me tell that story. Think about those stories, be amused for those stories. Uh, It also makes you think of this kid in high school, called him Cowboy, that made fun of my friend Sleeping Peeps, who I'll talk about later. He's part of the later story, part two of my story. Um, When I moved to Malala, he's one of my neighbors moved to Milano more specifically and cowboy made fun of us for liking Weezer. And I remember sleeping peeps had every Weezer CD in his car or in his little like pouch for his car CDs in the car and stuff and being in the car with cowboy and he just like freaked out because every CD he put in, no change it. And he kept putting in Weezer, but it was just different albums even back then 
early 2000s, but this one has always been one of my favorites. What album is it? I was just looking at Spotify, the blue album. Or just their, maybe it was just their self-titled. I don't know all that stuff. I'm probably off base with that, but it doesn't matter. But last time I forgot to talk more about why I picked the Smashing Pumpkin song, "Bullet with Butterfly Butterfly Wings," and it's the same thing. I was hearing that song too. These this Weezer song came out in '94. And it was in the on the radio since then, really. Like I feel like they still play this on alternative rock. They might even play it on KGON at some point, which is crazy to think on the classic rock. But that's okay with me. It's got my vote. But the Smashing Pumpkin songs I thought of it, it was more talking about the dark stuff and like being stuck in the negative par- parts of those stories stories and especially the one with the dad the creepy dad in the video games and the timeouts and being so controlling of toys and fun and just their life and the mom being so so dirty and all that stuff it just sits with me in such a weird way but that song kind of speaks to that i remember hearing that song and maybe relating it to them but as I've gotten older, even more, because I had more experiences, more knowledge, more words, more things to put into those thoughts about the songs and the time period and what I was going through and the energies that the songs talk about. Some people take it too literal, and they don't, a metaphor can fit many different meanings and different things, and that's how I look at it. It's not so much he's like, he's only, he's just talking about his childhood and this person did this to him and blah, blah, blah. Like maybe he is, but I think as a great songwriter, like he is old Billy, he uh, goes deeper than that. And the metaphors and words are deeper than that. You got to fill in. You got to do the work. And that's what I'm doing with my choices. But one of those themes was a loss of innocence. I think I wrote that down. Just look at my little notes here. Part of being a writer is you take a lot of notes and they appear in pockets and different sticky notes and things around your desk and your house and your life. I was thinking about that song and some of the themes in that episode were fear and like the fear of speaking up, fear of what would happen if I didn't speak up, what the fear of what if I stood up to this dad like I never did, even though he was rude and like controlling of my sister and like put her in timeout. And like, yeah, my sister was being a, a turd, but it was she was rebelling because she felt she was being like suppressed or whatever by this whack job person that was watching us and they shouldn't have been. But it's also this fear that. I realized that we are with these people because my mom knew that they wouldn't like tell my grandparents of what she was doing because she could have been doing something bad. I don't know. She could have been working. I know I said she was doing flowers and that kind of stuff, but that was like a side gig. She also did the drugs and all that kind of stuff too. So could have been a cover for that. I don't know all the story and 
that's her story to tell. But I know that she was in between those moments doing shady stuff, and we would be with different left with different people depending on what she was doing. And usually, if we were with the fun people, or people we wanted to be with, or people we trusted, things were probably okay. I didn't worry as much. Maybe a little bit if she didn't come when she said she was going to come, even with the good people, and made them worried too. But the bad people, it was like way more under wraps, and it was kind of like supposed to be don't say, like a don't ask, don't tell type of thing. And so it wouldn't get back to grandma and grandpa because they wouldn't want put up with that. And once they did find out about this stuff, they stopped putting up with that stuff. And it changed everything. So, yeah, the song makes me think of that kind of stuff. And I also like the rage and anger here in that voice and in the words. I felt that. I felt that after the fact when I grew up more in between this time period and that time period. So the, probably like my late teens into my 20s thinking about memories and like trying to dig into that with not a lot of experience and anger was one of the things I experienced through that grief and trauma. And like the lyric that sticks the most as far as like loss of innocence and all these themes, fear and anger and rage and being left and trapped feeling was, what does he say? Um, what is lost can never be saved. And I think I ref connect to that because, yeah, if like when you're in a depressed or really negative space, you can feel like that, that whatever's lost can never be saved. But you could also look at it as whatever life takes away from you, like let it go and move on, like cut it loose, even no matter what it is, good, bad, all in between let it go, cut the, cut it loose. And that's something I learned later after the grief and anger and rage and stuff about, and sadness about what happened to me as a kid and come to the place of gratitude. And like, what did I learn from that? Which takes time, forgiveness, a lot of things. Um, yeah, but with that being said, that's like the warm up. So let's get into these stories. The Lawnmower, Chapter 39. I was hell bent on using Grandpa's rusty old push lawnmower. He told me that if I could get it going, meaning lube up the rusty parts, then I could use it all I wanted. Add this fixation on being older than I was. And part of that was doing chores around the house like the adults did. They wouldn't let me mow the lawn with a gas mower, which makes sense. So I found something else I could use. No was not a word I'd like to hear. I got some WD-40 and sprayed the wheels and the blade. It was still hard to push, but it worked well enough for me to start mowing the lawn. I went crazy out there. It took me a good few hours to mow the entire yard at my grandma's house with that push mower and then clean up the mess. No sweat. Later that night, my body started aching more and more. I couldn't sit up at one point and I had to lie down. I thought I had a stomach ache from hell and began crying later. 
I didn't sleep that night because I was in so much pain, tossing and turning, and my family was getting upset because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. The next day, my mom took me to the emergency room, and they started running tests and more tests. I spent the night at the hospital. I barely slept. Everyone was so scared and stressed. They couldn't figure it out until they started asking more questions about what I was doing. When I told them about the push mower, they knew right away. I had sprained my abdomen, my abs, and stomach muscles. They kept me in the hospital for two nights to monitor me, and then I could go home. My dad drove all the way from Portland to come visit me. I remember watching Star Wars Empire Strikes Back in the middle of the night. He came in when Yoda was teaching Luke about the Force. The pain, on, the pain went on for at least a week after that, and I couldn't move without being in pain that later brought me to tears. I laid in bed and just cried for days. My mom got so frustrated with me, and I remember her telling me to shut up after I moaned for hours. Yeah, I don't know if I'd do the same not putting her down at all, but I know I'd be stressed with my daughter now. And if she was older and she could talk back and understand more like sarcasm and different things or just understand daddy's not happy right now. And then whatever, I might've said the same thing in anger without thinking, but nonetheless, it was, hurtful and stuck with me and I let that go eventually but the story's not done a girl from my class came to visit me because her mom was a nurse that was helping me while I was at the hospital and it was so awkward I had a huge crush on her and when she came I was in my underwear and a t-shirt I hid under the blankets in grandma's living room and didn't get up when they came in so they wouldn't see me in my boxers. They visited for a while and I was so surprised how nice that girl was to me. She used to make fun of me with her friends and it killed me. She had gotten the whole class to write me get well soon cards. I was in shock. I thought the other kids in class didn't like me that much, but the cards proved otherwise. That made my heart smile and look forward to going back to school. I don't remember how I got better except that I rested. And oh, I just remember my whole body was like a knot is what it felt like now when I think about it. And oh, it was just learning the hard way. And I don't know. I sprayed it. I sprayed this, the blades and all that stuff like my grandpa said and just didn't work out. And I don't, I feel like maybe they felt bad, but probably not. I think it was more of just, it was just an accident. I didn't know I was going to go that hard. I didn't really know what I was doing. I thought I was having fun, really. In the end, I did. And that girl coming over was really, really nice. And the mom, I, she was so nice. I was so scared to be there by myself 
and I know everything was all right, but you start thinking about stuff and I was already a stressed out kid and scared kid and sad kid at certain times and going to the hospital, just like I felt too much stuff. It was just, um, kind of an emotional roller coaster. Not kind of, it was, but there was a silver lining. I just the kindness that my class showed me. I'm pretty sure it was my second class, second grade class with Mrs. Chef Shefflin. And I think the girl's name was Kayla, just like my sister. And maybe her friend was Andrea. And I just remember they loved all the teeny bopper stuff. And there was another girl in our class that really liked Leanne Rhymes and NSYNC was another girl. And they're always wearing different t-shirts from like all the teeny bopper shows and people just like thought that was so cool. And I remember asking them questions because I knew my sister got those magazines, even though we were, she was a couple years younger than me. She got some of the like seven eventually, um, maybe not at that point. I don't know, but I knew about that stuff maybe from watching a lot of these kids that they like, like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and things. It's so weird that I remember this, but they were all the girls in my class liked him and blah, blah, blah. And I watched Home Improvement and I watched another movie or something that he was in on the, he did a lot of Disney show stuff early on. And I knew about that stuff and they were just like, eh, do you have a crush on him too? And blah, blah, blah. I was just, no, like I just wanted to be like him. I wanted, you know, all the girls to like me silly second grade boy stuff, you know, but the cards helped. I'm actually wearing a Empire Strikes Back shirt. I just got, I'm very excited about it. I'll probably take a picture of it for the, for a podcast cover, just a story or something. Cause it's pretty cool. I'm proud of it. There's a lot of my favorite characters like Boba Fett and Chewie and Darth Vader. Well, let's get to this next story. Chapter 40. So I also forgot to say, so I thought I had said a few episodes back, maybe 10 or more, talking about childhood injuries, physical traumas, and that's what these are. They're physical traumas, a little bit of emotional traumas because of it. But hopefully this is the last for this part part one I'm pretty sure because after this it gets a little more heavy but more on the emotional and social level of things with school and learning so we'll get there it's foreshadowing but now some more physical trauma chapter 40 the hot glue gun my grandma had this hot glue gun and every time she used it she would turn to me and say you better not be messing around with this goddamn thing you hear me she told me that because she didn't want me to get burned. Duh. Graham wanted me to be scared of it. I was paying attention when she looked me in the eye, telling me to keep my dirty mitts off the hot glue gun. I still went ahead one night when everyone was asleep and played with it. I snuck over to the house and let myself in. I pulled the hot glue gun out of its resting place in Grandma's wall of treasures in the back part of the kitchen. I pulled it I plugged it in and started to fart around with some other things as it warmed up. I laid a few sheets of construction paper down as a catch-all for the mess. I was winging it. 
had only seen Graham use it, and I thought I could eyeball it. When I lifted the hot glue gun, aimed it at the paper, and pulled the trigger, it overshot the paper and landed on my leg. It sizzled and oozed in my skin. It was like hot lava. I gasped and started running around, hopping on one leg, trying not to scream, holding my mouth. I got some cool water on it, and that's when Graham woke up. I froze when she came walking into the kitchen. She was so pissed, but also extremely concerned and worried at the same time. She sat me down on the toilet in the bathroom and looked at it and said, Oh, babe, this looks bad. It's going to be okay, though. She put the special green salve from the cabinet on it, the one that got the infection slivers out of my hand from another story. I probably should have gotten stitches or something. It was gnarly. But I don't know if they could have really done that with burnt skin. It melted into a not-looking scar. The scar is still visible to this day. It is shaped like a slice of dumpster pizza. It looks like someone tried to burn a hole in my leg. That person was me. It took a couple of months to heal all the way. It was so embarrassing when Graham ratted me out, though, to the rest of my family. And it was well-deserved. In the end, she saved my ass big time. She made sure I didn't get infected and that it healed the best it could. I learned my lesson. Don't play with hot things. Thanks, Graham. Oh, I was I was kind of rotten as a kid. I thought I, I was the definition of a smart ass, I think, about certain things and stubborn, very stubborn. I don't know if that's a Taurus thing or whatever thing, but it's something that I was and sometimes am now, but I really work on and try to be mindful of that sort of thing. But reflecting on this, yeah, I snuck over there and we didn't really block the doors, which my parents, so with my grandparents, it really didn't. And then my on my dad's side of the family, when I lived with my dad, we didn't lock it out in the middle of nowhere, which people say, oh, yeah, you shouldn't. But out there, I think I would lock it more than I would around the city. But even now, I don't like to do it. And it's, I don't know, I mean, maybe it goes back to being scared of the dark and all that kind of stuff as a kid and because of all the stress and traumas going on in my life, it made me scared of the dark in certain ways. It wasn't really the movies. I remember scary movies, not really affecting me. They do now because my life is so much more less stressful and not out of control and like not me at the mercy of it and whatever. And me able to like overcome it and stuff. But I was definitely scared of the dark and I can't believe I snuck over there. I don't, I think it was early in the morning. It had to have been like four, five o'clock in the morning. Or maybe it was like late, like 11, 12 at 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. I know it was late and it was dark and I snuck over there. 
pretty sure barefoot barefoot bandit and yeah burnt the crap out of my leg so bad oh i looked at it today i probably look at it i look at it and don't even realize it sometime but since i've been working on the story i've looked at it a few more times a little closer in the last week and i get the people talk about phantom pains and all that similar type of things i think that's so true because i felt it I'm sitting there looking at looking at and thinking of the story. I'm like, oh, like I feel the the tenderness and the pain and the grief of that thing. And in my stomach, like the moment my grandma came out and caught me, but also wanted to help me <laughs> and wish I would have listened. I wish I would have listened and paid attention to. I just wanted to be big. I just wanted to do big stuff. This is all the things I was feeling. I just wanted to do stuff on my terms for some reason more and be isolated and stuff. And yeah, I worked myself out of that. So I got a nasty scar. And the Sweezer song takes me back to those moments. And... Yeah, just thinking about the fear, but also, which is the trauma, but this also thinking of the grace of just my grandma helping me and not being as bad as it could have been and learning a, a good lesson. And I think it's going to help me. I guess it's important now because I'm a dad now and I'm sure that I'd probably won't have a hot glue gun around but there'll be other things like the stove is hot and we're already talking to my daughter about it but i feel like i'm more neurotic about it because i my experience of it wasn't my parents not paying attention but it was just me being curious and i can't help that and i realize that now as a dad with my kid there's certain things i can't help but i gotta be there to comfort them that's the point like my grandma was she was she was sleeping like I was being naughty I was making poor decisions <laughs> and it's gonna happen with my kid she's interested in the stuff already oh we cook food there and bacon stuff we gotta watch and we open it up and try to make her aware of it and we kind of made it so it was scary like a scary thing like oh it could burn like oh it burnt me and like one time it did and she kind of got upset and we talked it out and breathed and felt good it made me think of this moment helped me think to write the story and reflect on deeper parts of the story like i i'm doing But yeah, hopefully this is the last like little kid traumas, physical traumas at, at least. Um, just a note on that. It's been this last part of part one, the last quarter of it or whatever. Just all of part one has been really hard to write. There's been a lot more traumas and things. It's like setting up one part of my life. I look at it as like multiple parts I was talking to my wife about it tonight before I came down. I feel like I've lived different lives. And it was like my first life was when 
birth to like sixth grade before I moved to Molino to live with my dad and my stepmom because they got custody of my sister and I. And that became my second life. And then I think my third life started with the passing of a friend. And then my fourth started and is like the present, like the fourth life or fourth dimension or whatever you want to call it is with my baby and my wife. And it was after another friend passed away, which we'll get to in another story or journey. And yeah, it's weird to look at it that way, but the culmination of reflecting and the song, the Weezer song and talking it out. It's like I took past stuff and I reflect on the present, but it also helped me think about the future. It's a trifecta. So with that being said, go think about your own trifecta. Think about your traumas. Think about your graces and how they balance out. And I will get your ear next time. Happy hunting. Until next time.